yesterday we had, as a community, a special celebration here for the feast day of Our, Our Lady, Mother of Mercy, and so we had special readings. But if we had read our regular readings for Wednesday, you would hear a description in the book of Revelation, a description of the throne of God with all the, the 24 elders, with four creatures, which are the, the gospel the writers. And you, you would have also a description of the throne of God, its beauty. But today, there's, there's a continuation from that reading yesterday. And what John describes, he says, I, John, saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who sat on the throne. Uh, the one who sat on the throne is the Lord, is God himself. It had writing on both sides and was sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a mighty angel who proclaimed in a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? Um, in a very symbolic way, but nonetheless, we grasp what's going on here. A seal the writing and the seal, the symbolism of that seal is a history of this world, is a life of each one of us, the history of our own life. And who is able to open the seal, meaning the meaning, the significance of what's taking place around the world today, what was going on thousands of years ago, or what will happen to us, each individual as well as our family members? Who's able to open that seal sealed of the knowledge of the history of what it all means, the significance. But no one in heaven and on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to examine it, which means no creatures, no one is able to grasp, no one is able to understand. And even if there's great historians who may look back and start reconstructing things, and they may even project into the future the pattern of what takes place, you know, even the pattern of elections, there's a lot of polls, you know, say, well, this is what happened in a as a pattern. But this is not possible for us. There's no such things as a pattern for us individual. Each one is unique and unrepeatable in God's eyes. Each one of us has a history, individual and unique as well. And, and we kind of see what's going on. We can see some form of pattern if somebody is in, getting involved in drugs or whatever, then we know what could happen. But yet, in each one, there's a uniqueness of that history. So no one is able to open the scroll and examine, examine the history of this world, examine the history of, of each one of us and our family members, our loved ones. John says, I shed many tears because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to examine it. One of the elders, and the elders, 24 elders around the throne of God. If you have ever been to Washington, D.C., and you've seen the Immaculate Conception Shrine, you know, the Basilica of the National Shrine of Immaculate Conception, right above the altar, you have this, this scene described, the lamb in the middle, and then you have the four creatures, the four evangelists, and then you have the 24 elders. Sometimes it's interpreted 12, doctors of the church, of the Eastern Church, and 12 doctors of the Western Church, because of the, especially the early ones, 
who were proclaiming and teaching the truth of, 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 of the gospel itself, the tr truth of Christianity. So one of the elders, the, 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 those who were true teachers of the gospel said, we do have someone, we do have someone, do not weep. It's the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has triumphed, enabling him to open the scroll with, with seven seals, which means Jesus is the one. He can do this. Do not be, do not weep. Then I saw standing in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures and the elders, and, and the elders a lamb that seemed to have been slain. Jesus, because he died. A lamb, the symbol of Jesus as the lamb. We say the lamb, this is the lamb of God. Behold the lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Behold him, the lamb. The image of Jesus as a, as a sacrificial lamb, as the offering, as the atoning sacrifice in the, in, in the Old Testament tradition was the lamb, the innocent lamb who died for the sins of the world. So we have the description of Jesus as the lamb. And so it is surrounded by, by, the, by, the, uh, by, by, by the seven, uh, by the 24 elders, but also by, by the four living creatures. He seemed to have been slain. He had seven horns and seven eyes. These are the seven spirits of God sent out into the whole world. Again, the symbolism, once again, seven, uh, the importance of seven, totality, fullness of knowledge, fullness of seeing all things, you know, to have seven eyes, meaning see, to be able to see everything. He came and received the scroll from the right hand of the one who sat on a throne. He received the scroll from God the Father. When he took it, the four living creatures and 24 elders fell down before the Lamb in adoration, he's the one. They were the ones, the gospel writers, give the significance of who Jesus is. He's the son of God. He's the one who rose from the dead. He's the one who's the second person of the Holy Trinity. So as the gospel writers bow down to him, to the lamb, to Jesus, those, they're the one who was sacrificed, the one who was risen, because yes, he died, and yet he rose from the dead. So they offer him profound, uh, adoration and, and respect. Also, the 24 elders as well fell down before the, 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 the great teachers, the great doctors of the church, especially of the early church, bowed down to him because they acknowledge him, who he is, and said, worthy are you to receive the scroll and break open its seals, for you were slain, and with your blood you purchased for God those from every tribe and tongue, people and nation. You made them a kingdom and priests for God our Father, and they'll reign on the earth. And so the hymn is sung by the angels. You are worthy. Worthy are you to receive the scroll. Why? Because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased for God every person from every tribe and nation, all the peoples, you have given to this world, to all of us, redemptive grace. You have redeemed us. You have given us new life because you made us, all of us, a kingdom and priest for our God. This is the gift that God has given to us in his son, Jesus. That's why he's worthy. 
worthy of our adoration, worthy of our praise, worthy of, of our love for him because what he did on our behalf. What a beautiful reading, isn't it? We, I know it's symbolic as yes, we enter, but it's, it speaks to us volumes. It speaks to us like it give us a whole summary, whole summary of, 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 of our life. That's why he's able to open the seal because he knows the future. He knows us. He knows our individual future as well. And he's calling us to be with him. He wants to give us that fullness of life. And because he already died for us, and he rose from us. And he's here with us because he promised that I'll never leave you untended. I'll always be there with you till the end of time. So he is with us. He's with us in his word, in his truth. He's with us also in the Eucharist. And this is why Jesus is today. Gospel is so important. He says, do not miss that gift of his visitation, which means when he comes to you, don't shut your doors, doors to your heart. Don't, don't just close your awareness, your knowledge. When inspiration from God comes, don't say, I, I, I've got something else better to do. Because you see the visitation of God, when God, God wants to visit us, he wants to come to us, he wants to be with us always. We can't shut the door in front of his face because I want to do something else, because I have some other business to attend, or I, I'm, you know, I just want to be like everybody else, enjoy life, even if it doesn't even if it is not exactly according to God's commandments. And this is because what happens when we shut the door, there's a destruction that comes. And this is why the gospel today is so important, because it reminds us why was there a destruction, as the gospel says, because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. When God came, you shut the door. You didn't want him. You had some other ideas political ideas, economic ideas, you know, uh, these things which, 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 which are so important. That's why the, uh, the phrase for the Alleluia says, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. That's the, that's the invitation. Yes, we have this beautiful future before us. Everything has been already given, but the Lord says, don't, don't do things which will harm you hurt you or block you or you're pursuing things that may come and, and, and really hurt you and even destroy you. Someone who, even though very young, today we honor St. Elizabeth of Hungary. She was married early on in her life, still a teenager. She had three children. But she did not forget the Lord, even though she was a queen and she had so many wonderful things. She did not forget the Lord and she did not forget his people. Even though she, um, her husband died prematurely, but what happened even during his lifetime, she began to give away royal gifts to the poor, to the sick. And as a matter of fact, um, she, uh, after the death of her husband, which was also premature, she converted one of the castles into a hospital. And she was taking the, the worst cases of the poor, those who people just could not, because of disfigurement, whatever it might have been. 
and she was the one who was attending to them personally. Uh, that's what she did because she responded to the grace that the Lord had given her. She ended up being poor. She gave up everything that she had. She sold all her beautiful clothing and, and whatever else she had. And, and she left herself only a worn out um, dress to be for the funeral. An incredible, powerful witness of someone who loved the Lord and wanted to spend her life, even though she had everything that she could enjoy life with, but she chose to help the poor, those who are insignificant, because she took the gospel very, very seriously and, and literally. Today we are invited, all of us are invited to to say yes again to the Lord, because once we have chosen him, we have to say yes each moment. We can't say, I said yes yesterday and today I'm already excused. No, each moment, each moment we are to say yes. Each moment because of the invitations we receive, each moment because the choices are in front of us, each day because we have to make decisions on the part of our family members or, or situations or at work, whatever it is that we would always ask the Lord to help us to make the right choice, to make the right decision, to act in a way that would truly manifest God in us, Christ in us, that people would say, okay, he and she, she seems to really be something unusual. That's the invitation, and God promises us that he will not only imbue us with the grace, with the knowledge and strength, but you help us out to grasp all these things. We may not be able to know the future, but one thing we do know is that whatever happens to us, if we are close to him, will be according to his will, and his will is our happiness. So we don't have to know all the details. It will be nice, but we don't have to, because our life has been entrusted into, into the hands of God. You know, people travel by plane. When we get on the plane, we trust that the pilots will get us where we're supposed to get up. And even if it's overnight flight and we are taking and sleeping, whatever, we know that we're gonna land someplace in a particular place which we're destined to. Same thing with buses, same thing with trains, same, same thing with each one of us. You know, you're, as, you know, you're driving, you know, people from work know that you're going to show up. You know, if we can rely on the people to get us where we wish to get, how much more? The author of our life, the one who sustains us, he has a plan. He may not, we may not see everything. And part of the plan, perhaps, we have to carry the cross because any great good that we do is always tested, is always confronted. Jesus himself had to go through that. The disciples had to go through that. You know, the, the, the book of Apocalypse is telling us the struggle often that's involved with those who follow the Lord. But that should not distract us. As a matter of fact, that should be the encouragement. We're on the right path if there's so much opposition. If we're doing good, and there's opposition, that means there's something there if we live the faith. You know, um, St. Thomas Aquinas did something, and I, this will finish here. 
you know, he had the most, the briefest way of describing our, everything on this earth, everything in terms of its history, everything that unfolds. He only used two words, would you believe Thomas Aquinas used two words, exitus reditus. It all comes from God and it all returns to God through Christ. All comes from God and all returns to God through Christ. Exitus reditus, would you believe this type of philosophical theological summary? That's why the seal that Jesus opens is because everything comes from the Father, like the scroll. And it is through Jesus who opens this and, and prepares heaven for us. And then we all return back to God, to the joys of, and paradise of life. Beautiful gift for us, a knowledge that goes beyond what we see here, but is the truth, the truth that leads us into paradise. The truth is a personal truth. God, the Father's love, the Son's offer of himself, and in his spirit we shall be there. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.